Howdy folks, and welcome back to another Nerdstagic episode with me, your host, Luke, the Ginger Bookworm. As always, I hope you're doing well, hope you're feeling good today. Um, today's going to be a fun one. We're going back to uh, a series that I did a couple episodes ago that I started, shall I say, called So I Finally. Uh, just to give a recap for anybody who didn't watch that episode, who doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, the So I Finally series that I've been doing is for things that I finally got around to playing or I got around to watching or reading, you know, that sort of thing. So I finally did it. You know, that's the kind of concept behind it. So the last, the, the first and last episode I did on this series was a Peacemaker. And I explained about um, Peacemaker season one and how I enjoyed it and, you know, things I loved and didn't love, you know, that sort of thing. And um, because how long it, it took for Peacemaker to come out in the UK, I thought I'd start with that because I finally got around to watching it. You know, that's how it works. Um, so today, it's something different. It's not a TV show today. Um, as you can see from the title, um, it is. So I finally played Dying Light, the first one. I haven't played the second one yet, and it pro I probably won't for a while, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about me finally getting around to playing Dying Light, uh, my thoughts, my feelings, did I like it, didn't I like it? You know how it all works, you know, a deep dive sort of review uh, into my experience with Dying Light. So yeah, introduction out the way. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's get delve straight, deep, filthy, disgusting, covered in blood and guts. Let's get into this, shall we? So before I get onto the review, to get onto my feelings, let's start with the actual company behind Dying Light, Techland. Um, I've been a fan of Techland for, oh God, for years. I think the first game of theirs that I actually played, uh, which was another zombie game, was Dead Island. Um, I absolutely fell in love with Dead Island when I first played it. I, I was coming off Dead Island um, from Left 4 Dead. That, that Left 4 Dead was the first proper zombie game that I played with friends that I enjoyed. And if you ever played Left 4 Dead, you will know how great that game is, especially to play with friends. It's it's creepy and scary on your own. And it's still creepy and scary to play with friends. But it's one of those sort of experiences that when you play with friends, you can have a laugh. You can have role play, like a lot of my friends do. Whenever we play a game together, we do follow the story, but we tend to role play, mess around, you know, go fast, go slow. Depends on, you know, where the mood and the giggles take us, really. Um, especially with, like with Left 4 Dead 2, there were so many giggles and that, and so many things that we role-played and messed about. It was just fantastic. Um, but, you know, coming off Left 4 Dead and then going on to, like, a sandbox world of full of zombies, and you are a survivor, and you're on an island, and you've got to basically figure out what's going on and basically figure out how to escape. So my introduction to Techland from Dying Light was incredible. I had many, many uh, fond memories playing it with friends. Recently, um, me and a friend of mine, um, we had bought, well, say recently, it was last year, we bought um, Dead Island, the collection. So you got Dead Island 1 and Dead Island Riptide, both together in one remastered collection for the Xbox. So we've been playing through that. Uh, we played through Dead Island 1. We had a, <laughs> one hell of a time, a lot of laughs. Uh, currently playing through Dead Island Riptide, or t technically Dead Island 1.5, um, because it's not specifically Dead Island 2. There was going to be a Dead Island 2. But I feel like I don't think Techland's doing that anymore. I think it's either Jaeger or Saber Interactive. One of those gaming companies, I think, are doing it now. Apparently, from what I've heard in rumblings, uh, that it's still coming out. Um, when and where, I don't know. 
hopefully, you know, at the summer games this year, maybe for Xbox or even PlayStation, because um, there's no E3 this year, sadly. So hopefully uh, some game in Expose will show uh, <laughs> Dead Island 2, maybe. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've played a lot of the Techland zombie games and I loved them. And I also, I think one of the last games I played of theirs before Dying Light was um, that because they did Call of Juarez, which was like a linear um, FPS first person shooter. Well, I think one of them was third person, I'm not really sure, I didn't play them all. Um, cowboy Western sort of series that they took over. And one of the last games they did in that series was um, Call of Juarez Gunslinger. If you want a cartoony comic book style Western with jokes and silliness. That's the that's the one you want to play. I played through it twice because um, each time you play through it, you get upgrades, and then you can play through it again, and you go back, and you go in it again with your more upgrades. So the first time I played it, I was quite tepid. I didn't know what I was doing. The second playthrough of all my upgrades, I knew what I was doing. I was I was a gunslinger. I was pepper pepper. I didn't miss a shot. You make it's only a short game, but generally one that I recommend. The reason I start with Techland is to kind of give you an idea that they have their roots in other games as well as um, zombie games. And after they had done Rip, uh, Riptide, they had basically decided that they no longer wanted to do the comedy, jokey, silly zombie games. Because Dead Island 1 and 2 were both, well, Dead Island 1 and Riptide were both serious, but not serious. You know, they were very jokey. They were very much like, yes, you're on a zombie island. Yes, it's, it's scary and quite creepy and dangerous, but you can have a laugh as well. And it, it was all about having a laugh with your mates. So Dying Light was more of an idea of we want to be more grim, we want to be more gritty, we want to be more a bit more realistic, you know. Um, and that's where Dead Island come, comes into it. And it, it came out 2015 and blew everybody away. I remember 2015, I wanted to play it, but it took me years and years to years to actually get around to buying it. I didn't buy it till last year. Um, I don't know why. It's just one of them games of us like, at that time, I think I had, had fatigue. I was so fatigued about zombie games that if you if you're a fan of Angry Joe, um, you will know his sort of um, concept behind the whole, whole idea of you know, hey Joe, do you want to play another zombie game? And he's like, kill me. That was basically what I was like around about 2015. It was zombies were everywhere, and it was just Call of Duty. It was you had constant zombie clones that were just trying just to do zombies because it was popular. Like there'd be games that would add zombie modes just because zombies. You know what I mean? It wouldn't make no sense to the con concept. It, they would just put zombies because that's what was popular at the time. So I got really, really bored of the undead. Um, so I didn't buy it. And I saw the reviews and everybody was coming out saying it was amazing. It was incredible. And I was like, one day, one day I get around to it. Years and years later, I eventually got around to it in 2021. And this is where we, uh, well, I say where we are today, 2022 now. But 2021, I got it. And I put it in. Played a bit of it for about an hour or two, got scared, and I stopped. <laughs> Honest truth, and I'll go into that in a in a bit more detail uh, near to the end. But I basically got halfway through, and I was like, "No, nope, this game's scary. Can't play this. Turned it off." <laughs> I know it sounds pathetic, doesn't it? But it's true. I got I got scared, and I was like, "No." And then um, I was like, oh, I'll, "I've got other games I need to play. I'll I'll play them. I'll play them first, and I'll get I'll get back around to it." So I kept trying to avoid it. I kept trying to find thing, other games to play. I kept trying to find other sort of excuses of, oh, oh I've got to go play this. Oh, I've got to go do that. 
Oh, what what was that? Okay, I'm coming down now. Turn Xbox off, you know. Um, and it's kind of funny, but how my when I finally got around to playing it again, how my thoughts and feelings of the whole scariness behind it really changed at the more I played it. Um, which again I will get onto as we go along. Um, but what Techland were able to do here, um, was generally incredible. Um. I'll get onto the story in that, but overall, I did enjoy my my time, and I wasn't going to do this review at first, if I'm being honest, um, because te- what they've done with Dying Light, well, the first one, is that there's so much content, it's hard to finish it all. Like I'm still doing some of the quarantine zones that you could, it's kind of like mini dungeons, you can rerun them, so I'm still doing those, even though I've ran them loads of times. I'm going in, and they're getting harder and harder and harder. So I'm still doing those, as well as all the extra add-on stuff that you get for free, as well as the stuff you pay for. Um, you've got the huge expansion, the following. So my my plan was, well, I was gonna play the game a bit more, play more of these small little paid sort of expansion things, and then I was gonna play the DLC. Then I was gonna do a big review. But from looking at all the reviews, all the things that people have said about uh, the following DLC, that is in its own, its own dying light game. So I figured when I finally get around to playing that one, which hopefully sometime soon, that I will give its own review on that and kind of judge it separately. Because even though it's part of dying light, it's technically it's its its own game because of the new mechanics and new things they added into it. So I just decided that I was going to talk about dying light in a whole on its own. And then when I get around to doing the following DLC, I will talk about the added on stuff and, you know, all that. So as we get into it, we're going to start off with the story, characters, main character, and what I thought of the narrative. So that's what we'll get on to next, shall we? So the premise for the story is it's, it's quite your... At first, it's, it's your quite standard, simple sort of zombie outbreak. Um, you see, it, the story's set in the, te- in the city of Iran, and they're getting ready for the 2014 Olympics when a virus uh, breaks out in the old town, and that slowly sort of seeps into the slums. Uh, and as a cautionary method, as you would imagine, quarantine and lockdown came in trying to contain the virus, and very much like Raccoon City, um, Resident Evil 2 sort of thing. Um, so they put huge barriers around the whole town. They cut off the slums and the old town. Uh, so, you know, no cross-contamination, even though the infection spreads either way. They blow up all the bridges and they've just stuck. And they're trying their best to contain this sort of virus. So the, what the game does and what I love about the game is that it sets up the narrative perfectly. The world building in this, not I'm not talking about the story part. I'm talking about the world building itself is incredible. Uh, one of the things that I love about this game is that before you even get to the start menu screen, it gives you an introduction to the world. It gives you a, an, a cool little animated sort of um, cinematic, which is uh, white and um, orange, and it just opens up the world fantastically about why, why what happened, you know, how it's spread, and um, how Haran is now basically shielded off from the whole sort of world, and the GRE, um, the, uh, oh God, global response initiative i think that's what they stand for i don't think it's actually ever really i don't think it really goes into what the acronym acronym is uh, but that's what i think it stands for kind of makes sense for i'm just making stuff up at the moment for that one um because i don't know i can't remember if, if it gets mentioned or not um but the gre are basically 
trying to figure out how can we not just contain it, but how can we also um, get a cure? And that's where your character comes in. You play a character called uh, Kyle Crane, and you are sent in by parachute to Haran to find the survivors, gain their trust, and try to find a cure for this virus, try to figure out what happened and why. So that is your job as, as the character. And the world building itself is fantastic. You drop into this world. You have a small little um, cutscene in the game where you land. You make a lot of noise. If you make noise in this game, it attracts zombies. So the zombies are instantly trying to attack you. You get bitten. Uh, a survivor comes down, saves you. But in turn, that survivor ends up getting eaten. Um, and then you get taken away by the... Um, what's my call the uh, the survivors <laughs> and they basically bring you back and as a, kind of like a, a a nod and thank you would be like you know we brought you back they'd send you on small little quests to kind of help them out and as the beginning and as, as the story starts in the world building the beginning is is quite interesting the beginning is quite good it does a fantastic job of not just setting up the world it sets up why you're there it, the who what when where why you know who are you? Carl Crane. When are you? Uh, you are in uh, the midst of a infection. It's who, what, when. I said who? Yeah. Who, what, when. Get my words out. Right. Start again. Right. The who, Carl Crane. The what, zombie infection. The when, Haran. Why, to find a cure. The who, what, when, where, why. It, it, they nail it perfectly. You know, to kind of give the, not just the, player but to give reason to the world to give reason to like this is why you're here this is kind of the setup so the world building in itself is fantastic and i will go on to the architecture and how the world sort of plays into the gameplay um in a minute um but the world building in the narrative spec works fantastically and the, and the beginning of the game does a fantastic job of introducing you to the parkour system to introducing to you to the combat system and uh, uh, basic crafting and then from there they kind of just let you loose and be like right here you go go explore don't get eaten and that works fantastically what doesn't work and what falls down for me is the story the, the and the characters you see I don't really remember any of the characters. I remember what happened, but I don't remember any of the characters' names. Um, I don't remember the bad guy. Uh, I don't remember anything, really, um, in terms of what their motives were. All I really, really remember, and again, it's not that long ago that I played that game. Like, I completed it last week. I think it was on Saturday. Um, you know, so quite recently... Um, but I can't remember. And the reason I can't is because I was never given a proper incentive to care for these characters. And you would think I'm in a zombie apocalypse. I'm in a, a lockdown city that's in quarantine. Zombie, zombie undead are everywhere. I should care about the few survivors that I meet. But I just didn't. The dialogue didn't catch me. The, the narrative didn't catch me. I was just... It, it felt like... It felt like they were talking to me, but it, it didn't feel like they were talking to me. It was like they were talking through me, if that makes sense. It was kind of the idea of, we need you to go uh, here to go do this. And I was like, okay, why 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 can't you do it? You know, um, And it wasn't just the fact of me being lazy. It was just more just the fact of, well, 
you were just there. You could have done it while you were there. You know, it, it was constantly like like I was the messenger boy. So there was no reason for me to really care. And like the the game really tried to make me care about any of them, but I didn't. You know, like there were moments where I was like, oh, that's a shame. I wish uh, that person didn't die, or I wish that didn't happen. But because it happened off screen and I didn't get to see it, or I wasn't really always involved, it was much like, oh, okay. But there was one moment where there's this, there's this one character that you really, really sort of have affectionate for and you love. And you see in your mind that they, they change and they and they die and they become an undead, become infected. And you would think at that moment the game would allow you to... You don't want to, but it's that moment of just like, you know, you have to fight. They're no longer the person that you once knew. They're now undead. Their soul has left their body, so they're no longer that person, even though in your mind they still are. Um, so it would have been nice if the game was like, you know, now you have to fight your friend. You've got to kill your friend and then have a cutscene. But instead, it's it's much just like it's just a quick cutscene of just like your friend jumps, and he tries to bite you and you go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then you break a neck. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's quite brutal. And it's a, it's, it's a shame, but I would have liked to have been involved. You know what I mean? And that's what it feels like this game. Anytime there's a moment where it feels like I should be as the player involved. I'm not involved. You know, it's more just the fact of I go to a place, cutscene. Uh, I'm not really involved. I'm just kind of a ghost. I'm here. And they start to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I walk out of a room. I'm back in the game. And I don't see any of them ever again. You know what I mean? It's like I only really see, I don't see them do anything. I don't see them fight. I don't, they, the only one time that one of the characters really joins me in a, in a fight. But I was too busy, you know, defending myself and defending my life to actually take notice of that other character helping me out. Um, but even then, that was short-lived because only a couple of moments later, that person then dies. So it's just like, you know, so I'm not given any attachment to any of the characters. And that's just the characters. That's the people that I meant to care about. Then you have the villain. And the villain is very Route 1, boring, well, I want to say predictable, but it's not really predictable villain because the reason behind in, behind the the villain's plans and ideas to be a quote unquote villain make no sense so apparently this guy worked for the GRE they sent him in before me and um he basically realized the plan of what the GRE were trying to do with the virus and kind of like umbrella if you, if you know um, resident evil and you know the umbrella corporation you can pretty much figure out where i'm going with that in terms of the gre and what they want to do with the virus but um so he basically figures this out and figures wow well, screw it life's crap uh, you know there's nothing but chaos it's always chaos very preachy very much um, a very evil version of ian malcolm very preachy um and he basically just decides, screw it, I'm, become, I'm going to become a warlord. And that's what he does. He becomes a tyrant and none of it makes sense because your character, as you play for the game, you too figure out what the GRE want to do with this virus, what their plans are for it, what their plans are for the city. And you do see certain moments where the GRE and the government do really heinous things. So they do moments where they um, blow up people. You know, builders with people in them, and they try to and they try to carpet bomb the city while they're still proof of survivors because they want to cover that up, you know. So you can see that they're evil. But I know people are different, and people's uh, concepts and um, personalities and moments of pure stress and like 
fear because they might die in a like, and i've never been in the zombie apocalypse i don't know about you folks um maybe i might be i might be a tyrant if there was ever that moment but uh it just didn't make sense how when you the player when i found out what the gre were trying to do with the virus i instantly didn't go or even kyle didn't go oh well i'm just going to turn evil now and what well, no i'm going to stop them from killing all the survivors i'm not going to sit there and hoard all the all the um all, all the answers in and all the supplies and basically become a warlord and a warmonger i'm going to um help people and that's basically what kyle does so that in its own makes no sense as to why the villain does what he does and also the villain has many moments where he could have killed me and i know it would have been a short game if he did but there are moments where he just lets me escape he lets me leave and i'm like are you not going to at least try to get me back are you not going to at least you know it's kind of like a relationship are you not going to at least try to fight for me i'm right here kill me you know what i mean um i'm kind of like arnold schwarzenegger with the um with the predator i'm like come on kill me i'm here come on i can't do the accent uh, but you know i'm like come on kill me and he's just like he does <laughs> there's there's a moment that made generally made me giggle there's a moment where, like, there's again a cutscene. I wasn't involved in this. Where I chop his, he chop his hand off, right? And um, I'm running away. Again, he has his man. He has his men around him with guns. Any of them could easily just pop me in the head, and that's it, done. But he goes, no, 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 give me that. And he gets like this burning torch, puts it to like his stump where his hand used to be, and he goes, crane. And I'm, I, I had to laugh because. It reminded me of from Star Trek, <laughs> where you had uh, Captain Kirk, and he was like, "Khan." It was that moment. I I, I just giggled because I, at that point I didn't take him seriously. It was at that moment I was like, "I I can't take you seriously anymore," because I st I didn't take you seriously as a villain anyway. But at that moment, I was just like, "I I I just don't care for you," and like as you go through the story. And as you go through like the side quests, none of it really adds into him as the villain. You might see a, a few more of his men, but as the game goes on, as you get more sort of powerful, his men become something of uh, as well. They 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 come as much as zombies. They just become as fighters. Something that you've just got to get past. Something you've just got to you come in, you chop them up, and you go to the next one. Like it's not a, it's not difficult. And that's the thing with the game is the fact of things become less terrifying things become less scary the more powerful you get and again i'll get on to that sort of um as we get on but um in terms of the story and the characters i couldn't really relate to any of them i didn't really care and i should do this is the thing like i'm in a zombie apocalypse i should care about every single one of them i should care about the survivors and me wanting to help them and wanting to save the day but i didn't i i more so i had more fun with the side quests and going back and forth and just doing i don't i'm a fan of busy work i love a to b busy work in video games because it gives me time to embrace myself into the world embrace myself into the mechanics and what i have to do and try to figure it out in my own in my own sort of pace so by the time i come back around to doing the main quest i'm a bit more of an expert in terms of doing certain things about fighting about running jumping parkour in the terms of this game i'm a bit more versatile you know it's a, it, i'm a bit better and that's kind of the point of a side mission that's what a side mission should be as well as being an entertaining interesting sort of side mission 
And some of my most favourite sort of parts of like Dead Island were the side missions. The main quest was fun on its own, but me and my friends had the most fun with the side missions, and they gave the best rewards. And it's 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 the same with this game. The side missions were the best, and even in games where side missions are boring i still like doing them because that just gives me time to put an audiobook on and i'll listen to the audiobook and i'll just turn the sound down on the tv to like sort of need to turn it up and actually pay attention uh, but with this one i didn't feel like i needed to do that I, I enjoyed the world and i enjoyed everything about it it was just the main story for me that kind of brought it down um i didn't care about crane i didn't really like the character i played i didn't really get an attachment or emotion to him um, it was more just the fact of I knew my I knew my assignment. I knew who I was and what I had to do. My job is messenger boy. Go from here to here, kill this, kill that, um, and that's it. And sometimes maybe getting a cutscene or two, and having to kill a friend or take on the bad guy. But I don't really take the bad guy on. Like it, it was funny. There were there were boss fights, right? Only a few boss fights. Um, one of them was a zombie that I remember, and then one of them was like one of the main bad guys' henchmen. And um, because at that point, because I'd done so many side quests, even when they gave me basic weapons, they weren't, they didn't allow me to use the weapons that I had. Uh, they get to get because obviously I would have been too overpowered and I would have killed the boss incredibly quickly. Um, but because of that, they they gave you like um, a standard sort of blade. But because of my upgrades and because how upgraded I was and how much of a high level I was by the time I was getting to these main missions, that in a few hits, I was killing these bosses and I was just running through them. I was just running a train and all of them. And even with at the point, it got to the... It, the game became so easy because I was playing it as it was meant to be played. I was not doing the main quest. I was playing the side quest. When I would get a new side quest, I would go off and do all the side quests in that area. Then I would carry on with the main quest. But it felt like the main quest wasn't prepared for me to do that. Because when I would go into these missions, I'd be so overpowered that I would just run through them and they would be over so quickly and I'd just be off again doing more side quests. Um, so at, like, at that, the, 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 the story kind of got a bit boring for me got a bit stale because it's so quickly that i was just able to run through things um and then added on to the boss fight at the end which is not really a boss fight you know i finally get around to the boss um he's in a high-rise um construction building and you got to work your way up these stairs and it's kind of like i want i don't want to say the raid because the raid is a far better sort of movie sort of example but I have to use it in the best sort of context. You know, I have to work my way up all these flights of these stairs in this tower block of killing zombies, all different types of zombies. And it really sort of, you know, um, there's a lot of parkour involved. You know, there's a lot of open spaces so I can just grab zombies and chuck them off the building or spar and kick them or drop kick them. You know, so it takes all the skills that you've learned playing the game and kind of brings up in a high rise sort of tower. Like any moment you could trip and you could fall off the building yourself. So you've got to be careful. Um, so that was kind of fun. That was interesting. And it kind of made me use um, techniques and combat features that I didn't really use in the main game. Like, for example, you get given a grapple. So if a zombie gets too close, you can grab them and chuck them over left or right. And it was kind of the idea that there'd be spike traps everywhere. So you just grab a zombie and you sling them into a spike trap. I didn't do that. I, I didn't really use it till the end of the game. When I was on this really high building, I just grabbed enemies and just chucked them off. 
because um, it was just easier. I was I, I found an area that you could stand on, and I just stood there, and um, zombies would come to me, and as they'd come to me, I'd grab them and I'd chuck them off the side, and I just did that to a good sort of ten to fifteen zombies, and I moved on. That was just one small section, but it was just like I could go in and chop them all up, but I'm just going to stand here, come let them come to me. And I'm just going to throw them off the building. And it was fun. You know, it was silly, but it was fun. Um, but I got myself pumped up. You know, I tried my best to pump myself up for this huge, what I assumed, boss fight at the end. And it turns out it wasn't really a boss fight. It was a quick time event. It was like a cutscene where, like, he's going to attack me and I've got to quickly press A. Or I've got to quickly press Y. I've got to press X or B as quick as possible. Um, and you do that and then, you know, he... He gets you and you stab him and you have this whole sort of quick time event and eventually it ends and that's it. The story's done. So it's not even a proper boss fight. It's a quick time event. And it was really deflating. I was just like, oh, okay, really? All right, then. Fine. Um, It was a real bummer. So, you know, overall, the story in itself and the characters didn't pull me in. What pulled me in and what kept me playing and what kept me interested and what made me have the most fun was the world building, was the narrative in the world. How that, like I said, Haran was in the middle of having an, an Olympics. You know, they was getting ready for the for the Olympics and apparently they had done a few Olympic Games and they had a few of the Olympians there at the time when the outbreak happened. So some zombies are dressed up as like runners. They're dressed up as like Olympians. They've got like the shorts on and... and um, the, I'm not really sure what it's called. It's like the tube top, tank top sort of sh- uh, t-shirt, you know. Uh, there's signs up for the Olympics and everything. Um, you can, see if, especially when you go into the old town, which is like the city part. Um, there are a lot of signs up and there's a lot of things up in for the race. So that world building's there, then to kind of bring in that narrative a lot more's there. And then when you go into the slums, the narrative is great there, where you can show that they were getting ready for the Olympics there, and you, they were getting ready for. Um, having new guests and there was a lot of tourism brought up and there was a lot of fishing and signs going come here do this attraction you know as you would see in an, in an olympics and it was just interesting to see this world building as i was going through the levels to see how this city was ready for a huge onslaught of people for the olympics because as you do with the olympics brings in a lot of tourism a lot of money so a lot of towns and cities they kind of get themselves ready for that new inflow of cash inflow of people Little did they know that inflow people would soon be undead, raving zombies, and that they would be stuck in an apocalypse. But it's a great setting, so that's what kept me going. It was the, it was the narrative world building. It was just looking around, seeing things, and be like, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's interesting." That is what kept me going, really, as well as sort of the the, the gameplay mechanics and the parkour, which I will get onto next. But the story in itself. I, it did. It doesn't work for me, and I feel like from looking at reviews from other people, it was the same. A lot of people sort of came out and said that the story was either lost on them or the story didn't wasn't that great, and that a lot of people played it in co-op, and that the co-op was the reason why um, they kept playing was because the game was in, the game's inherently fun, even though the story itself isn't great. The game itself is inherently fun. So you want to keep playing because you're having so much fun, even if the story is pants. And that's basically it here. The story itself is pants. The the villain is one note. 
there's not much to the villain it's a very sort of a wet blanket you know there's not much to it um like like i like the the example i used last week um for a, a free for free uh, it was a sponge cake with no flavor you know it was just it it looked nice on the outside but when you really got into the depths of what this villain and what this story was there wasn't a lot of substance you know you were your job assignment was to go from point a to point b and that's it and yeah you make your own story from there you know and it just didn't work for me um so that's that's the story that's the character of the world main character not great but the the gameplay itself was the fun part and that's the bit i'm going to get onto next so we're going to talk about the, the gameplay and how good it was and how fun it is to keep you into the world that they're trying to um portray here Now onto the fun part, onto the part that actually, like like I said, kept me engaged, kept me interested. The whole part of why this game has stood the test of time and why it was still enjoyed and played and supported for so long and because of the fans enjoying it so much um, and why a, the sequel was, you know, took so long to make is because they wanted to improve on this one core feature, which is the parkour. The parkour is what makes this game fun. I'll be honest, when I first started playing, it was a bit hard to get used to because I'm so used to jumping being A. Whenever you play a game, it's like a law in gaming, in game design. A is jump. B is crouch. Um, maybe X is, when if you want to slide, you hold down B. You know what I mean? And X is to interact and Y is to switch weapons. You know, that sort of thing. But in this game, um, RB, the top bumper, is to climb. And at first it's a bit weird because I did die a few times because I inherently I had to retrain and rewire my brain to not press A when I jump uh, or even to jump to jump off a building. Because many times where I would just run and press A thinking I'm going to jump and I would just run straight off a building and die, <laughs> you know, and it, it was annoying at first, but it eventually got funny. And, uh, you know, it was that moment of, like, OK, I've got to be, start being serious now. I've got to sort of really sort of get into it. So what I tended to, to do, there's a small area around this hub. It's this place called the tower is where you go the most, where the survivors are. But around that building, there were a lot of slums and there are a lot of sort of buildings that you can easily sort of train to kind of run up to, sort of climb up and jump off. And so I did that for a while, just getting myself used to constantly pressing the RB to jump. And after a while, as the game went on, I got a very more proficient at it. And as my upgrades got better in the terms of... Um, me being able to upgrade my agility which upgrades my parkour i got better i could climb like i could get perks that meant i could climb up buildings faster so when i jumped off a building instead of having to take forever to climb up because in this game when you're getting chased every second counts of trying to how quick you can traverse the map how quick you can run jump slide and so especially by the end of the game i was a, prof a proficient um parkour free runner i could jump and build into buildings jump off buildings jump into into uh, uh bags of trash i knew i knew the map so well i knew where certain things were going to be i knew if i jumped here that there would be a door open here and there'd be a window open here so i could jump off do a barrel roll slide into the into the uh in, into the door frame go through the house jump through the window 
jump on a building, climb up, run. You know what I mean? Like I knew the layouts of the world. And that's one of the things I love about the world building here. Because it's not just a narratively... The world is not built just for the narrative. The world's also built for the gameplay, for the functionality of parkour. Especially when you get to the, to the old town, which is the final part of the game. When you get to the old town, it's, as you would imagine, a lot of buildings. It's a city. There's a lot of buildings, a lot of um, apartment blocks are very close together. So but I didn't really go on the ground. I think most of my time was spent on, on top of roofs, jumping from roof to roof. Um, especially when I unlocked the grapple. You get like a grapple shot that you just slung out like Spider-Man. And it, you, it hooked on it. You whipped close to the buildings. At that point, I, it, I got lazy because I was just doing that to buildings. But I, I only did it if I knew I couldn't make the jump. Because I enjoyed the parkour so much, I actually didn't use it a lot. Like, at first I did, because it, it made things a lot quicker. But it, it got boring, you know what I mean? It's like, zip lines are great, but you, you use zip lines enough, and you're like, oh, zip lines are fun, but I kind of wanted to climb and run and jump, because th that mechanic is so much fun that I didn't want to use the grapple hook so much. I didn't want to zip line so much if I didn't have to. I wanted to traverse myself, going from building to building, jumping, going through buildings, going up, climbing up buildings, jumping down on, into trash, running down on the street, then climbing back up a building. It was like being Spider-Man. It, it, that, for me, was the fun part of the game, was the parkour. That's what made it the most interesting. Um, and then adding on to the weapons, you get you know, your standard sort of zombie sort of weapons. You get your clubs, your, you know, your mallets, your hammers. Um, then you get your big sort of two-handed weapons, like a big piece of rebar with concrete on it, or you have like a two-handed battle axe, or just a normal axe, or like I found it, uh, it was an Easter egg that you could find, it was hidden away. I cheated, obviously the game's old, so I know where all the best weapons are. Um, but kudos to the first bloke who ever found it, because it's very hidden away. Um, but hidden away out in like the middle of this little ocean sort of lake area, there's a, a rock formation and you clump on these rocks and then hidden away at the bottom is a dead body with a giant longsword in it, Excalibur. And you got to hold down X and you've got to wait a good a minute, probably a minute and a half with holding down the X button. And then you get you pull Excalibur out. And I didn't get it till the end of the game because I kept forgetting to go there because, again, I was having so much fun and doing all the side quests. So by the time it came to the end game when I got it, I didn't use it. My planning is when I eventually get around to playing the DLC... I will use it then. But I enjoyed my time with my weapons. I, I enjoyed finding blueprints and unlocking new weapon mods. I will, will, will say this, though, about the weapon mods. They were fun. You know, there were some weapon mods that were fun. You know, as you imagine, you could put, like, fire on your weapons and you could put electricity on them. Or you could have one um, that was called a, the, the Bad Hangover. And basically what it did is that just the presence of having that weapon out, you didn't even have to hit a zombie, would make a zombie sort of throw up and would make them sort of um, sort of glow yellow. And then all the other sort of zombies that would go near that one zombie would also get infected and all the zombies would just start to throw up. Um, it wouldn't kill them, but it just sort of give them sort of, it would stagger them a lot more. Um, so I ended up using that a lot when I had a big crowd of zombies because just because me being there, they would all start puking and I'd be easy to be able to get in there with like, chopping the reds off, chopping limbs off while they were all sort of distracted, throwing up. So that was a fun mod. There were a few sort of mods that I found that were generally like insane. Um, but the very root ones that you go for, like the, the the more legendary and epic ones were fun, but you need, it was sometimes 
you needed a lot more parts, and the problem is it was just having to go around scavenge for the parts. You could do it, like like all the buildings were full of supplies and scavenging. It was just having to spend the time going out and finding them. And I was more so focused on wanting just to play the story, play the side missions. So I didn't go off and get the most epic legendary ones. Sometimes I'd unlock them by accident, um, being like, you can craft a new crafting uh, thing. So I went to my blueprints and noticed that, oh, I could get like a legendary mud. Um, because as I was playing for the game, I, I'm one of these people that if anything's shiny or if anything I can pick up in a video game, I'm going to pick up and put it in my inventory. Even if I don't need it, I'm just going to pick it up and sell it later in my junk anyway, you know, for money. So this game for me is perfect because like I was like a magpie. Anything I could pick up, no matter if I needed it or not, I'd pick it up. So by the time I got to the end game, I had so much bits of scrap and supplies, I could make tons and tons of mods. I could make throwing, throwing stars, throwing axes, muscle tufts, pipe bombs, uh, DIY shrapnel grenades. Uh, I could do blueprints, and I did. I ended up doing blueprints. I could make my own sort of uh, enhancement mods. Um, but one thing I will say with with the mods, even though that they were good and they were fun, they weren't on the level that you had when you played Dead Island. Dead Island, because it being a very goofy sort of silly. Um, version of, of a zombie of a zombie island that they were more bombastic they were more in your face sort of big brash and stupid kind of like kind of like saint Row, kind of very silly on the nose sort of things whereas this is more because the world was more realistic shall we say the mods were a bit more contained but that being said i still enjoyed myself i still did a lot of crafting um and as you go through the game, you eventually unlock uh, guns. So I unlocked a um, assault rifle, a legendary assault rifle by accident. I just found it, um, and I just used that. But because how OP and how powerful that the gun is, because literally you, you only had to shoot most zombies in the head and they would die instantly. Um, and because it was so OP, I, I didn't want to use it. It felt boring to use. You, I got. That's how fun the game is. You would think, oh, well, you give a player a gun, they're going to love it, go around, you know, and shoot everything. But I didn't, even on the bigger, harder enemies, where generally a gun could have killed them easily, I didn't want to use my gun because ammo was really hard to find. And I needed the guns when I used to fight the humans because the humans, some humans at first use weapon, like sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat weapons. Um, but as the game went on, as you got to the end game, all the humans that you met, had guns so you needed to have you know a gun as well uh so i sort of saved them for when i needed them and that the bigger guys and like the hordes and hordes of zombies that i had to face i just used to get my muscle tops and throwing stars i used to throw throwing stars and grenades in the middle of them to kind of weaken the ranks and i'd go in and mop up with my sort of like machete or something or like a giant cortana i found a cortana which was like incredible and i just kept that for as long as i could before i had to eventually get rid of it because it just died on me um but the game itself is so inherently fun that you would think like i said giving you a gun would you wouldn't want to use it but i didn't want to use it because it, it wasn't it didn't feel sportsman like in the best way to explain it, it just felt boring you know to use a gun and especially the moments where i went up against people it wasn't even like it was a hard firefight when you went up against other people with guns because they were in cover anyway. So all I had to do was aim down sights and I just had to aim, shoot at the chest twice, dead. 
shoot at the head, go and shoot at the leg. Oh, you know, the animations were great. You shoot them in the leg or shoot them in the arm and they would react that way. Um, but the, the humans got so easy to kill that, like, even though it's meant to be difficult, me knowing I have a gun and that I don't have to get in a close combat we- um, fight scenario with them, that I just used to stand there, wait for them to come to me, shoot them, dead, move on. The more fun moments for me were the zombies, where I had to go into buildings and the building was full of zombies and there'd be zombies that would pop out with you and attack you and um, out a window, like you go into a room and also a door would break down as you go to walk into that room and the zombies just fall, loads of zombies just fall out of that one room and that next thing you know, you're swarmed, you know, and then you had like, you had different variants of zombies, you had zombies that were like little kids, little, little, little generally like little kids and they would see you and they would scream and that would just sort of sound the alarm for all the horde around you to swarm you. So you'd have to run up to that kid and it sounds brutal. And I'll be honest, at first doing it, I felt like I felt like a monster doing it because it's it's like it's like there's a rule in video games and you don't kill kids. You don't kill cats. You know what I mean? There's there's certain rules in video games you just don't do. Um, but it, it, it was one of those moments where like I ran up to this thing and me thinking I'm going to just be like, I, I knew that I'm probably going to have to kill it, but I didn't think I was going to have to kill it in, in, in the way the game does. So I figured it was going to be the fact of, you know, I was going to punch the kid in the face, like knock it, knock the kid out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but no, generally I had to walk up to this kid and I had to like ch- choke the kid out and break the kid's neck. That was brutal. Like I only had to, I don't. I th- I feel like the designers knew that that would be a bit too brutal for some people. So you only face that kind of enemy, roughly. I would say my experience two to three times. Uh, but even that was enough. Like I didn't think I'd want to meet them many times. I didn't really. Maybe there were more chances to meet them if you were travelled at night more often. Um, but I never really encountered them. I only encountered them during the main story. But. Um, they were horrible. Then you had ones that like were like big and fat, and they would like spew acid at you. They were easy to kill. Two hits, they were dead. Um, then you had ones that used to run at you. You'd have the runners. You'd have the volatiles that were like uh, the really big, beefy ones, really hard to kill. They only came out at night. And then you had um, the big sort of monster, Polk, berserk, berserker, Jekyll and Hyde sort of monsters. Um, that some of them would run at you, charge you. Some of them would uh, walk around with giant clubs and they would try and hit you with these clubs. Uh, I For those ones, if I had to kill it, I would. And I wouldn't sort of go in hand-to-hand combat. I would mostly just like stand up on top of a car or like a, a, a building and I would just throw sort of throwing stars at, at their heads until they die. Not the way you're meant to do it. And it took, it took longer than it would do. I actually went on the ground and fought them hand-to-hand. Um, but at that stage, I was just like, I just, come on, just, I'm going to throw, I've got loads of throwing stars, I've got loads of supplies, I could easily make loads more. And so I just throw loads of throwing stars at your head and it'll kill you. So that's what I ended up doing for those ones. Um, but, I, you know, I the gameplay itself is, is, like I said, it's the fun part. And that's what kept me engaged. The parkour was fun. You know, running around, feeling like Spider-Man, feeling like a badass, you know, like, Oh, I'm being chased by loads of zombies. Don't worry. I'm going to run, climb, slide. Um, and if I can't run away, then I'm going to sort of run and drop kick that zombie off a building. It's funny. 
you know, and it never got, especially drop kicking, it never got boring drop kicks. Generally, there'd be many moments where I'd, I would see a zombie and I'd be like, I'd, I'd, I'd run up to it and just go, ha ha! And you see the zombie fly off the bill and it never got boring. Or even just the fact of when a zombie was too close and I would grab a zombie and I'd, I'd sling him off the building. Or a zombie would get too close and I would sling him into a spike wall and he would just get, um, he'd get trapped on this spike wall, impaled, and it'd just be funny. It'd be hilarious. So it, it was the gameplay that made the game, you know? Um, and I feel like that is the reason why this game has lasted so long and why it was supported for so long and why people kept playing it for so long was because the storyline the storyline was, wasn't great, but the gameplay is what makes this game such a classic, what makes it so good. The part, like, it's one of them things of just like, you never think parkour would work in a video game until you do parkour in a video game like this and you're like every game i want to play from now on i want parkour in it you know what i mean it's generally one of the moments where i played it, i was like once i got the hang of it and i got so good at it that i wanted parkour in every game i ever play now you know what i mean um it was just so much fun and doing spartan kicks and um crafting my weapons and making sure my, my weapon like you get given a lot of weapons like you're never not surrounded by um, new weapons but i tried to keep some of my best weapons for as long as possible and as you would imagine because i kept some of my best weapons um for the the moment that i really felt like i needed them i never ended up using them and they stayed in my inventory <laughs> till the end of the game i've still got them hopefully they'll come in use when i get around to playing the dlc but yeah they never uh, they never got used and hopefully i hopefully they will get used eventually but it was just fun it was just so much fun running around and doing the gameplay. But one part of the gameplay that is terrifying and is the reason, as I mentioned at the beginning, one of the reasons why I stopped playing for so long was um, the night sections. Because the thing about this game, they have a day-night section. During the day, there's zombies and normal sort of volatiles around. But um, as you go through the game, as you get better, more uh, equipped and you get better at um, parkour and you unlock new perks. Eventually, zombies, they become cannon fodder. It, it just becomes easy. You know, for a lot of them, you don't even have to fight. You could just sort of, um, what, I was going to say the word pole vault, pole vault, but it's kind of like pole vault. And you kind of run up to a zombie and you, you know, you jump on his head and you run over him, you know, so you can just kind of, you don't even have to get into fights at certain points in the game as you sort of go on and get more evolved because it just becomes a point where you, you're so advanced, it would you don't need to. You can, and you just destroy them all because you're overpowered. But you don't have to, you know. And I, I like that sort of that choice of like you can fight now. You don't have to fight anymore because when you first play the game, fighting is is generally hard and it's it's quite scary. But as you get more advanced, it gets better. And that's the way I felt with the day night cycle because that when I first had to go out during the night, it was terrifying because I was underpowered. I wasn't very good at the parkour system, and um, I even tried to fight one of these volatiles and he just ripped me to shreds. Like, I didn't even get a hit off him. It was like, slash, 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 dead. Um, so it was terrifying having to run away from the, all these volatiles. And there, there is one sort of story mission where you have to go out at night, kind of introduce you to the um, to the volatiles and, and, and the characters. And it would, generally it was terrifying having to run and jump and me not being the best at uh, parkour. And because I haven't, equipped and evolved and upgraded my perk system to actually be a better um 
grappler being able to climb up buildings fast enough that I was generally looking behind me scared. Like, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Um, it was really terrifying and that's what put me off playing. But one thing that kind of... got It, it got less scary going out at night. You know, it got to the point where going out at night wasn't as scary as it was at first. And it, it was down to the fact of the more OP and the more badass that I felt and the stronger I felt and the better I, came, I, I became at... Um, the higher my level was at parkour and agility and the higher my survival rating was and my and uh, my hand-to-hand combat was and that i unlocked loads of new perks so that i like i said even with a standard base weapon that they would give me like even if it was like five damage i could still do a lot of extra damage with it because of all my perks so at that stage i didn't feel terrified and there is one sort of story sort of mission where you've got to go through this um it's like an underground um, motorway sort of subway sort of system that you've got to go through and there's a nest of volatiles and there is a moment where they chase you and I managed to run away um, but two of them no matter what I did just kept sort of getting me and there was a point where I just stopped and went you know what screw it and I was like come on then let's go you know I'm OP if you kill me you kill me but if you got if, like, if I can't get away from you let's go so I had two of them at a time I don't get me wrong they took a lot of hits and I took a lot of hits, but at this, like I said, at this stage, I had upgraded my health. I had tons of health kits. I had throwing, I had throwing axes. I had some of the best sort of weapons in, in, in the game that you could make and craft, and you could find. So I was like, "Come on, let's let's just go." And it was a it was a challenge, but I did it. I took two on at at, at a time, killed them. I felt badass, and from that moment on, like whenever there was a mission that went out, said, "Oh, you got to go out at night." I was still stealthy. There were still moments at night where I, I tried to avoid it because one or two of them I could take on, but I knew if I had a horde of them, I would just be destroyed. Um, and as that, that's the way it should be. You know, yes, be OP and be a badass, but not overly too badass where the whole concept behind, you know, the night sequence becomes, you know, inert, you know, becomes not worth doing. Um, so... The night moments was terrifying at first, but they eventually became less scary. And like I said, to the point where I was happy to go out and do missions at night and do extra sort of uh, extra things. Like, And the night missions were mainly like, go here, sneak here, grab these herbs because we need these herbs for this ritual. We need these herbs for this. Um, so they, they, again, they weren't hard missions. It was just mainly like, go here, be sneaky, don't get seen. Um and collect these herbs um so i didn't mind doing them they were like again it was more xp and it was more sort of extra bonus sort of things because you get bonus xp for going out at night so because i wanted to upgrade so to get i don't like having sort of one thing better than the other i like to have like a level sort of things are as good as each other i don't mind one level behind but two to three then it starts getting my p my my um my ocd uh, hi so i have to kind of i went up at night and i just generally i found a spot i could go to where i wouldn't get seen or attacked by enemies and i could pretty much parkour my way from building to building and still get the extra bonus um xp for doing the parkour so i could level that up so i could get it up um high with my um attack and my survival um but yeah the, the night moments which is kind of the selling point of this game were terrifying at first but eventually they kind of got a lot easier um they were still scary but i'm not saying there were bad moments but 
they were generally the reason why I stopped playing for a long while. And when I got into it again, it was still scary. And it was still scary. Even when I was OP, I knew that there were certain places that I shouldn't go to. I knew that there were certain, like, things that, like, um, again, like I said, one or two of them is fine. But if I get myself cornered or, like, because they're, they're, the volatiles, they're quicker than you. That's why you need to do the parkour. You need to know where you're going in the city. Especially you need to know where you're going and where you are at night. And again, this is where it comes back into the world building. Is that you need to spend your time during the day running around, looking around at everything. You know, learning the buildings. Whereas if you jump off this building, where are you going to land? Are you going to land on another smaller building? Are you going to land on a balcony that take you inside of a building? Is there a window to jump through when you get into that building? So you need to learn the lay of the land before you really go out your way and be like, I'm going to sort of go out at night and I'm going to sort of do this, do that and potentially getting chased and stuff like, you know what I mean? Um, so there were a lot of moments like that where it was generally like, I ain't going to do the night time until I know where I got to do. And then when eventually I knew what I was doing and I became more OP, then I knew that if I got chased, which I did many times, I know if I jump here, if I jump there, if I skid here, if I go there, I'm going to um, avoid being attacked. I'm going to avoid being killed. And that was the main um, point. That was the main draw of going out at night. And eventually I stopped doing the night missions because um, I didn't feel like I needed to because I'd done all, all the reasons that all the missions that I had to do at the night section I had done. So I stopped going on. I would just sleep the night away in, in the sleeping bag and I would just do the, the, the day missions because it just become, it wasn't that it was no longer fun. It just was no longer needed for me to do. But again, it was still interesting. Kind of like it showed that I knew what I was doing. I understood the concept and the mechanics of the game enough where I felt confident to go out and brave to go out on my own at night, knowing that if I did get chased, I knew what to do, you know, and that instilled in me some confidence. And that what, again, that's kind of why you play these sort of games is to grow that confidence, is to grow stronger, to grow better. And that's what I enjoyed about this game and one of my favourite parts about it. But that's the gameplay. Like that's the reason why I think I feel that you should play the game for is just to experience the gameplay itself. You know, it's it's the parkour, the crafting, all that. That's the reason why I feel like you should play this game. If anything, uh, like I said, the story itself is a bit meh, um, but the gameplay itself, the mechanics are where this game is its bread and butter. And again, why I feel like this game is so popular and why fans wanted so much for a sequel and to eventually get a sequel and it, even though it took so long it was because from what i've heard the designers wanted to focus on the animations to focus on the parkour to make it better to improve to take what the first game had and to improve upon it you know um there is there is co-op in this game as well i never experienced the co-op um i'm a very lonely gamer um as i've mentioned before in um in other episodes, majority of my friends, um, they moved on to like PlayStation and PC. So I play games on my own a lot. So there are moments where um, I have what I have like one friend who I play co-op games with, um, but they don't really like much like really hardcore sort of zombie sort of games. Um, so I mostly play on my own, which is fine to me. Um, so I didn't I didn't really get to experience the co-op, but I will say that from what I've seen other people playing co-op. And from my own experience of, of the gameplay, I feel like if there, if I had a cult buddy, either 
one another friend or group of friends, I feel like we would have a laugh with this game. Um, especially just going around fly kicking zombies off roofs, that'd be fun. Um, and like, like I said, I like to role play as well, so I'm sure that you know I'd role play like crazy in this game, mess around, be stupid, be silly, and, can, and again, that's kind of the point of uh, of games like this. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of the the reason why you play co-op campaigns is because even if the story's good or not, you're still going to mess around. Like playing through Borderlands, you know, you would mess around and you'd have a laugh and you know joke around and scream and shout at each other, um, as well as enjoying the campaign. Or even when you've got a game that the 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 campaign itself is is rather meh, rather crap, because you're there with your buddies, with your friends, you kind of make up your own story as you go along and you enjoy it um, a lot more. And again, that's just my my experience with my friends and, and seeing other people play that it's kind of the same with other people. Um, so I never got to experience the co-op, but I would imagine it would be loads of fun. But overall, you know, that's my experience with, with Dying Light. You know, I wasn't a big fan of the, of the story itself. The world building, both, both in narrative and gameplay function for um, setting, setting the scene of what's going on, as well as, you know, it being perfect for the parkour system that's in there. Um, I loved all that. Characters, not so much. Main character was, a was he was, he was all right, but he wasn't fantastic. The villain was, like I said, he was, he was a wet, he was a wet blanket, wet paper towel. That he was, there was no substance to him. There was, there was no substance to any, in my opinion, to any, any of the characters. Like I said, it, it was a sponge cake with no flavor. Best way I can explain it, you know, it looked nice on the outside and the characters looked interesting and gritty and and the story, you know, presents itself as being a very hard, sort of incredible, sort of epic story. It's not until you get into it, you realise there's nothing there's nothing to it, especially the villain. There's nothing to the villain. He's, he's a one note. Uh, he's one big thing and that's it. Um, but the gameplay is where it's at. And like I said, this is that's the thing that is the reason why you should play this game is just for the fact of experiencing the gameplay. When you first start playing the game, you might not experience it at first because you're still learning the parkour, you're still learning the crafting, you're learning um, how to fight zombies and how to basically avoid zombies if and where you can. Um, and obviously the night time is incredibly terrifying, especially when you're playing on your own. I'm sure it's terrifying with friends as well. Um, but there are sort of moments where as you get better at the game, those moments become less scary to the point of where you feel so overpowered and so badass that the game loses its scare factor and just becomes a fun romp in a zombie apocalypse. And it, that's what it did for me. Um, so would I recommend this game? Um, 100%. Yeah, I'd recommend it definitely. Um, either to play it on your own or to play it with friends. Um, both would be fantastic. Obviously, friends would be more fun. But if, if you can't, then by all means, play on your own. Um, if I had to rate it out of 10, I would give it for the gameplay on its own and for the world building, that's an eight. It's definitely an eight. Um, or even a close 8.5, maybe even a nine. But if I had to give it a solid number, I'd give it an eight. Um, as for the story itself, like I said, the story is, is, is a sponge cake with no flavor. As I'd say that's a, a two to three. The story didn't sell me. And the side quests, though. The side quests are definitely where the most enjoyment is and where I cared the most about certain characters, even though there were side quests. There were moments where like um, some of the characters you only met once and you and you helped once and some characters you helped multiple times and you could see their their story evolve and what they get up to in the zombie pocket. And you meet them in new areas and you find out 
new you get new quests on them and you find out what they're doing and why they're there those bits were interesting so the side quests you know i would get I, they would be higher up towards the seven to eight mark than the actual main quest itself um so overall i've had to give it an overall rating i think on average i think i'd give it i think a safe bet would be a seven um it's still good uh it's still great probably more fun like if i played it with friends maybe it would be up there as a being an eight as well um but playing on my own it's a fun experience and i do look forward to playing um the dlc i look forward to going through the expansion everybody says that it, it's amazing that it's really really good and um yeah i just heard nothing nothing but good things about it so when i get around to it you guys will hear about it first and uh, yeah so let's 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 start wrapping this up even though we've already wrapped it up let's get round to the ending shall we And finally, the end. I know that I was getting quite nice. I was I was wrapping it up quite nicely uh, in the last segment. You're probably thinking, well, Luke, why didn't you wrap it up and end it uh, just? Um, the reason being is because of these things that I want to sort of say, um, I want to uh, mention um, before sort of wrapping up this um, episode. Firstly, number one, um, I'm going to take next week off. I won't be any posting anything next week. Um, the reason behind it is the fact of... Um, Nothing bad, nothing major, uh, even though I made it sound like it was bad or major there. Um, sorry about that. Um, but last year, I, I started doing a writing a book. Well, I'd been writing this book for ages, but last year, I properly sort of sat down and started writing it. And I had planned for this year to continue. Um, but one of the things about doing a podcast is that even though I love it, and I do love it, um, but it does take a lot of time to do it, you know, when you have to think of topics and you have to plan out the topics and you've got to research them and you've got to um, write down notes and then you've got to record them. You know, it's it slowly starts to build up and a lot of time gets taken away from doing other things. You know, I'm an avid reader as well and my reading slowed down um, this uh, this year um, with doing the podcast, which again... I'm not blaming the podcast at all, which is the fact of, you know, it's a lot of sort of commitment to do this. So I've just planned that I'm going to take a week off next week. Um, I might because I might do a video next week um, because the new Doctor Who episode um, comes out this this week on the 17th of April. So I will be doing a new doc, uh, probably do an episode reviewing that. Um, so you might still hear off me. But you won't be getting the two episodes as normal. You might get the one, which would be the Doctor Who one. Um, but yeah, I'm taking next week off. And then the week after, I come back and do a big sort of... Um, big comeback sort of in force the week after that. I'd also sort of enjoy sort of the, the, the Easter break, Easter holiday, even though this week is the Easter break, Easter holiday. I know. Uh, I'm doing it backwards. Um but I just wanted to let everybody know sort of that. So, like, don't expect many videos or, or much engagement off me um, sort of the next week, mainly because I'll, just, I'll be focusing on writing and getting my story um, on my book sort of going again. Um, and obviously, I'll, if, if you folks want to hear updates about how that's going, by all means, I'll happily do an episode talking about it. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing next week. So just thought I'd let you folks know just in case you were worried. Um, about me you know because you might do you might you might care <laughs> um but also like as, as i want to say you know again thank you for everybody who was listening and who supported me uh, for so long the, like i said 
I said it in my in my last sort of side side quest, but for any of you that didn't listen to the side quest, there are things coming, there are plans in the works. Um, I've got a designer, a friend of mine working on a new um, image and uh, like a new sort of brand uh, rebranding for the um, for the podcast. Obviously, name staying the same, but having a new picture, new header, that sort of thing for my Twitter, as well as a new picture on here on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you're listening to this. Um, so there's things there moving on as well as other things that I'm doing um, that hopefully um, will benefit you folks in the um, in, in in the future. Um, I don't know when, obviously, there's some that I can't talk about mainly because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> um, but I do want to say things are coming. So there's things to look forward to, you know, things are evolving here. And uh, like I said, it's just me uh, doing this. So things will, are not going as quick as they would do if you had like a team of people or more than just myself. So I am trying my best. Um, I am looking and getting the, the podcast being seen in a lot more places. Um, I'm looking at good pods at the moment. Um, they currently don't um, support my platforms that my podcast is on, but they're currently working on it. So one day I'll be on there and um, other sort of things like that. So I, I am looking into it. Um, so hopefully... Uh, people will be able to hear my stuff in other places but I just wanted to kind of give you folks an update as where I'll be next week and why I won't be here and um, my plans for the future uh, there's a lot going on there's a lot working on and I feel like if I take that week off I can sort of come around figure it all out so when I come back in force the week after um, that you know I can talk about them a lot more clearer have a better idea and understanding and then sort of it's just nice to have a break as well and come back refreshed and um uh shiny and clean so that's what i want to say just a quick update here at the end uh thank you for listening if you're here listen at the end as well hope you enjoyed this one as always um don't forget to follow me on twitter um nerdstalgic underscore pod uh or just type in nerdstalgic and you you'll see my happy fiery face um and this podcast can be heard at any place where you get well i say any place you get podcasts currently spotify and anchor um hopefully in the future more um but if you listen to this currently now not in the future uh, you can find um the nerd Stagic podcast anywhere on spotify and anchor hopefully if you listen to it in the future you will know that we we're in other places fingers crossed um but yeah, so if you play this game, let me know on Twitter. And as always, stay sexy, stay active. I love you all. Peace.